0: reading from the 17th chapter of the book of leviticus beginning with verse 10 if any one of the house of israel or of the aliens who reside among them eats any blood i will set my face against that person who eats blood and will cut that person off from the people for the life of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it to you For making atonement for your lives on the altar. For as life, it is the blood that makes atonement. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, No person among you shall eat blood, nor shall any alien who resides among you eat blood. And any one of the people of Israel, or of the aliens who reside among them, who huts down an animal or bird, that it shall be eaten, shall pour out its blood and cover it with earth. For the life of every creature, its blood is its life. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, You shall not eat the blood of any creature, for the life of every creature is its blood. Whoever eats it shall be cut off. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. With regard to giving blood, we often hear the call to give the gift of life, right? And we might have thought that that was some idea rooted in modern science and only known to modern folk, but here in this very ancient text, we learn that the ancients knew that life and blood were associated with one another. Leviticus is attributed to Moses. It's an instructional book. It's a covenantal book to teach the people how to live with God in the new land that they were inheriting. How to live in a way that marked them as different from everyone else around them. To live lives that looked set apart for God. And one of the ways that was given to them to do that was not to eat blood. It was pretty plain, wasn't it? Over and over again, right there in that small block of four texts, God said, anybody who eats blood will be cut off. Blood was set apart by God for the people to make atonement for themselves. At onement, meaning two things that are separated, becoming one again. Because sin separated us from God in the garden and we were driven out. And life became death for us so that all we know is that eventually we die. Sin did that. It separated us from God. And when God called this people to serve Him in a land called Israel, He set apart a way for them to make atonement for sin so that they didn't have to die for sin in the immediate sense. They could take a creature An animal. And they could sacrifice that animal. They could draw the blood from it. And they could sprinkle it on the altar in the temple. Or in the tent of meeting. And by doing so, their sin would be accounted for. The punishment of death would be rendered on their behalf. The animal would be a substitute for them. And over and over and over in Israel's history, we can read of that being done. Even when Mary came to the temple and brought two pigeons to be offered. Their blood was drawn and sprinkled on the altar. Today, we hear that the life of every creature is in its blood. And we might find ourselves pondering, what does that then mean about Christ's blood, that Christ calls us to drink? Remember, he said to us, this is my blood of the new covenant it out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you shall in remembrance of me, my blood of the new covenant. I wonder if we might stop just for a moment to hear God's words and God's promises about the Christ in these words in Leviticus. I have given you the blood to make atonement for yourselves. And we might fast forward through history to a time when the Son of God was born into flesh so that His flesh could be broken and His blood shed for us. Lest we think that God is just some bloodthirsty tyrant, we should hear Isaiah's words in chapter 11 in his book when he said that God did not desire that the flesh of blood and bulls and goats would be broken and poured out, but that God did that for us so that we could make atonement. And what we learn later on is that God sent His own Son to put an end to that. To put an end to the guilt of sin. So that sin could be taken away from us. You might remember hearing in the last couple of weeks about John the Baptist who when he saw Jesus coming down to the river said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away what? Sins. Say Sins. Remember that? The sin of the world. He takes away the sin of the world. The problem with the covenant that God made with Israel is that it was just for Israel and the people who lived among Israel. There was still a problem in the world called sin that caused death. And what God gave them was a way for them to make atonement so that they didn't have to be put to death for whatever they had done wrong. But it still left the constant bloodshed, the constant burning of fat on the altars, the constant smoke rising from the temple... The constant sound of animals being slaughtered in Jerusalem. The constant sound and smell and look of sin was upon the people so that their guilt remained on them. And the writer of Hebrews tells us that God sent His Son in flesh to be broken so that His blood could be poured out as a perfect offering. A perfect offering. An offering that could even take away sin, not just cover it up. The blood of bulls and goats could cover up sin. But it couldn't rip sin from our consciences. And the writer of Hebrews tells us that the blood of Christ does that. You should not eat the blood of any living creature. I've given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. I find it hard not to think about when Jesus was in the praetorium before Pilate and they beat him with whips that His blood was being sprinkled on an altar called earth. When He hung on a cross outstretched, His body was shaped perfectly for His blood to drain through the wounds they had made. And it dripped on an altar that He Himself had made to save us. An altar called earth. And later when they came to make sure that He was dead, They shoved a sword into His side. And what came out? Water and what? Blood. And it poured on what? The earth. An altar that God had made to save us. A place that God had made for us to have life and to have life with God. But sin came into the world and destroyed that. It separated us from God. And so God sent His Son to bring us back to Him. To shed His life for us. To shed His blood. When we say that Jesus died for us, we mean to say that He tasted death for us. That in our place, He died our death so that we don't have to die a death of punishment. And when we say that Jesus died for us, we also mean to say that His body was broken for us. And when we say that His body was broken for us, we also mean to say that His blood was shed for us. That it was poured out for us. So when we say that Jesus gave His life for us, what we are saying is that Jesus gave up His blood for us. To be a sacrifice. To make us one with God. That gets avoided in a lot of Christian teaching and preaching today because it's ugly, isn't it? And it's hard to hear. To simply say that Jesus died for us might make it easier to have a taste of it, have a sense of it, but we need to hear the full truth. That through His blood, the New Testament said, Jesus ransomed us for God. He purchased us for God. Through His blood, He cleanses us of sin. Through His blood, He saves us. Through His blood, He makes us righteous. That is what He shed His life for. That is what He shed His blood for. And in that, we learn that in truth, salvation kind of is a dirty business. But it's the business that God was about. So today, as we go over, some of us will be giving blood. And in truth, what we will be giving is our life to someone else. We will be giving our life to a person who needs life. Just as Christ came and gave his life for us. Because we needed life. Because all we had was death. And my hope is that the next time I raise this cup in front of you, representing Christ at His table, that you will hear His words and come forward in faith and receive the cup, knowing that in faith, as we receive this cup of wine, we receive the blood of Christ, we receive His life. As we come to the table in faith, we receive the life of Christ in us. That, dear ones, is a big deal. Because we need Christ's life in us. Because without Christ's life, all we have is death. Christ shed his life for us. To give us life. For that I am grateful. If you are grateful, say amen.